No one has the balls to stand up like I'm doing right now. Stop the crap already. We're all Americans. We're all equal. I don't see black. I don't see Asian. I don't see anything but American. Welcome to One Tough Podcast with Bo Deedle. Boy, we're getting some really, really good followers. I thank everybody for tuning in and downloading this. And One Tough Podcast is doing great. And I tell you what's doing really, really good is our Bo Deedle's True Crime Stories. And we're going to have another good one this week. But let's talk about the current events on our podcast. And I was just listening to this uh, governor. I call her Princess Ming, because her eyebrows are near her hairline, and they're all pointed. And I remember as a kid watching Flash Gordon, and she looks like Princess Ming's wife. And I'm going to tell you something about a hokal yokel with snaggletooth. Now, all of a sudden, she's telling Trump, she's telling my friend that's running for governor against Lee Zeldin, and she's talking about Molinero. She's telling everybody to move out of New York. Really? Why don't you move out of New York? You with your corrupt husband. I think we should open up a federal investigation of what's going on in Buffalo. Seems a little familiar. Remember the guy that your predecessor? Remember him? He had a little action going in Buffalo, and they were investigating him. And remember, when Como was the governor, they were investigating him hot and heavy for his games that was he was played up there with, uh, what was the guy's name? Abbott and Marco, Abbott and, Gaga, Abbott, Abbott and Costello, whatever his name was. And he got indicted, and then it started getting close to Governor Como. And you know what he did? He shut the investigation down. He took the investigation and he stopped it. You know why? It would have got a little close to you. Come on in, Governor. You know darn well. You and your predecessor are very bad people, along with your friend Big Bird de Blasio. That creep, he wanted to run for Congress. He got two votes. Get out of here. Maybe you should tell Big Bird de Blasio and his wife to get the hell out of New York. But you know what? Your day's going to come because right now people are starting to realize, and I say it every week, what's happening. The biggest problem in New York State to me is fear. The word fear means you have to worry about your children, your grandchildren. The crime issue is so prevalent. I was just on a radio show out of Houston, Texas, Sam Malone. I'm going to fall over in my, uh, standing up. I just learned they had like 170 murders in a little city of Houston. And I was talking to uh, Sam Malone, and it seems as though this same wave of nonsense that has taken over New York State and all the Democratic-run states are now sweeping across the nation. It seems as though... Criminals now have become the heroes. And what they're doing is they feel as though there shouldn't be any bail for murderers. They're letting them out of jail on little or no bail, people committing murders. We are going into a cesspool. Unless we put a stop into this thing, what's going to happen? We're going to go further, further down. And, you know, the signs of this was right out there. I picked the papers up the other day, and I saw this creep that I knew. Lorenzo Fatcock Nicholas, he was running a big drug gang there in South Jamaica there. And I'll never forget that young man, the son of a very dear friend of mine who was a lieutenant on the force. And his name, the kid's name, he was a young cop. His kid's name was Eddie Byrne. 
good-looking young kid. I think he was only 22, 23. He was guarding a witness down there. Then this fat cat, uh, Nichols, sent his guys in there. He killed two people, I think three people before. He actually had police officer Eddie Byrne assassinated as he guarded the prison. Now he tells the reporter, prison's giving me a headache. So have pity on me. Please let me out. A punk. Nobody had any pity on Ed Burns, that young man, that young cop that was sitting in his car and you assassinated him. Nobody had pity on that correction, that probation officer that was assassinated. You killed four people, including a probation officer and a New York City cop. You're having a headache? How about you come out, I get my Louisville slugger, and I smash you in your skull. I'll give you a friggin' headache. You're complaining about headache? You're still breathing. These people will never have Christmas. These people will never have families, and you do. So just be happy we didn't fry you. Because I tell you what, if we had the death penalty back, I'd flip the switch on you, punk. You got a headache. I'll give you a headache. So this is what, I guess this is where we're going not just in the liberal-run uh, states and cities across this country. Now I hear Houston. Oh, my God. When I learned that this morning, and I said, what's going on? And he says it's, it's a wave of these liberal people that are worrying so much about incarceration for criminals, and they're not worrying. What about the victims? What about the victims? I tell Lee Zeldin every time I talk to him, Lee— this is really a one-issue, one-issue campaign, fear and crime. And when a criminal sticks you up outside, beats the hell out of you, or does this new knockout game, oh, it's back, the knockout game, where they sucker punch you because they don't have the balls to look in your face. They sneak up behind you and, bing, they hit you in the face, and you get knocked out, and they end up robbing you. It's called knockout. How about the victims? That's who I really care about. And I think that should be the main issue across this country. And, you know, it's just terrible with these DAs. Even the, the butt-kissing DAs. Actually, there was one case where a cop got punched out, another cop got bit. And all of a sudden, the DA actually, actually, I'm going to fall up my chair, asked for bail. And they released this Nathaniel Turner, and he was on lifetime parole for robbery. What's lifetime parole? Uh, duh, if you violate parole, that means you go to jail. Well, he violated, he assaulted a cop, he bit another cop, and then all of a sudden, the DA actually wanted Bill. Hallelujah! And what happens? The P. Uh, I can't say that. The liberal judge, Paul McDonald, all of a sudden releases him with no big. Who is Paul McDonald? What he is, I wonder how much money Paul O'Donnell gave to Bill Bigberg, corrupt de Blasio. All these judges that get appointed, they got about as much experience as a hot dog vendor. Now, he all of a sudden, I'm a judge. Let me put my black robe. I'm going to make decisions. Hey, punk, how about if your family gets robbed and beat up? What are you going to do? Give no bail? And let's repeat his name. Paul McDonald, you're a punk. And if I saw you, I'd tell you. I tell you what, Paul, if I saw you, maybe I'd slap you in the face and I'll take no bail also. Boy, oh boy, this gets me so angry. I'm sorry, people, but it's just driving me crazy. Now all of a sudden, it's learned. It's well known. You want to be a judge? There's a certain amount of money you pay to the Democratic machine of New York City. Give me some cash, you could be a judge. 
I could be a judge of black robe. I think it goes for about 50 grand. I could become a judge, and you'll become a judge too. But in reality, in reality, who is fighting for our victims? And, you know, we had a great weekend last weekend. We had dozens of shots. <laughs> Friday through Sunday, I think we had 10 dead in New York. Oh, we're doing real, real, real good. And, uh, again, it's just killing me, killing me. And now... What we're facing every single day is the same, same problem, and no one cares. Before we get on the national front, we're going to just stay a little bit about what's going on. And, you know, we're worrying about cops now on their cell phone first. And a lot of people don't know they're issued cell phones. And a cell phone is now a piece of, it's a tool of equipment. And they put alarms, alerts on there. And you know what? Certainly, they could certainly be doing their job. Maybe they're not talking to their girlfriend. Maybe they're looking at an alert on someone who just committed a robbery. Maybe they're listening to an alarm on this and they're looking at the phone for that. But no, this is things we have to bother with. Bad enough that the criminals are spitting on them, punching them, biting cops. Now we have to get the own police department that are not backing these kids out there. And my heart bleeds. They're leaving the police department in droves. You know, I was a detective. You don't become a detective. You don't go to school. You don't get a degree. Hey, I want a master's and become a detective. No, 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 no. It's all about one thing. It's experience. And it's experience learning off the great detectives when you become a good detective. I wasn't any better than anyone else as a detective. I was very successful. You know why? I worked hard. And I, believe it or not, I shut my mouth and I listened to people who was, you can't buy experience. In anything, you can't buy experience. And now what's going on right now, I'm looking, this is the new trend in New York City. So be careful. You see one of these little motorcycles or scooters, they all got no license plates on them and nobody's stopping them. And they come up there, bop, 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 bop. And beware, when you got a guy sitting on the back, beware. They're like sharks in the ocean looking for a vulnerable person to rob or beat up. And that's what's going on. And no one's stopping him. I had dinner with the mayor the other night, and I'm trying to talk to him a little bit. All I say to everybody, and Sid breaks my chops and Bernie breaks my chops with, with the mayor, but all I say is, He's our only chance. Maybe he'll wake up one day and listen. Listen to the people. Not just the liberals, not the Republicans, not the Democrats, but the people in our own minority communities. Black, Hispanic, Asian, Jewish, anything. Fear, fear, fear. This should be the catalyst of why you're running. Damn it. It just pisses me off that I didn't try harder. I should have stayed as a Republican when I ran for mayor, and I should have gotten the Republican nomination, which I could have gotten, and I should have battled de Blasio as a Republican on one issue, law and order, and instead of me trying to become a Democrat and conforming to a couple of my friends, my friend, the guy owned Home Depot, started Home Depot. I love him, Ken Langone, his lovely wife, and then my friend Steve Cohen, who owns the Mets. They told me, oh, Bo, you have to run as a Democrat in New York, otherwise you're going to lose. Damn it, I wish I didn't do that. Because if I would have won the primary as a Republican, I'd be honest with you, I would have taken a trip to Washington and got Donald Duck, Donald Trump there, and said to him, hey, Donald, 
Get me some federal money back me. I could beat Bill Bird de Blasio. You know which commercials I would have ran? I would have blanket commercials. You know what I would have ran? I would have ran commercials where I was the community. I worked in the communities of black, Hispanic. I picked up the dead children. My last case we all know about, 10 dead, Palm Sunday massacre, eight children. I should have ran on what... I know, and what I know is how to combat crime. This is one of the things that I should have stayed focused on who I am. I should not have tried to be something I'm not to appease people and run with a label of Democrat. I don't see Democratic Republican. I see people who are running for office that are going to do something to make my family and your families and the people of this city feel secure and get rid of that fear factor. I'm scared stiff. My grandson, believe it or not, is on a Broadway play. He actually got a part. He's six years old. He's on a Broadway play. I'm so scared when his mother, my daughter, takes him to Times Square. I don't know what the heck is going to happen over there. And I'm frightened. I'm damn frightened. And I'm sure I'm not the only person in New York that's frightened. You know, I've been a little busy before we go into the national side. I've been a little busy. I've been filming this uh, Godfather Harlem with uh, Forrest Whitaker, great guy, and there's this new actor that I've been acting with, Mike Raymond James, wonderful actor. He plays Colombo. I play Tommy Lucchese. So we've been filming a lot in Bomonti's. Really, really good, and it's going to be coming out again this new season in November, but it's good. It's really, really good. And one of the funny things is I talked to Judge Edwin Torres. I think he's 93 years old. He told me a story about Bumpy Johnson, and as far as the Godfather Harlem, the true, the real one, and he said to me, in reality, Joe Rayo was in jail with him, and he allowed him to come up to Rayo's in the 60s, and all the gangsters up there said, what is this black guy doing in here? Joe Rayo said to him, he could come and have dinner at Rayo's Anytime he wants, he's with me. These are little tidbit stories that you, you you hear them directly. This ain't hearsay. And it's just funny that my favorite restaurant, everybody knows, that Bumpy Johnson used to have dinner there in the 60s. I didn't have dinner with him, but if he was still alive, I would definitely have Bumpy Johnson come up and have dinner with me on Rayo's. And one more thing before we go into the national side. Hey, my new favorite singer. I told everybody about it. And everybody looks at me, really, Bo? I listened to this song. It's about damn time. And I tell you what, it's this woman, Lizzo. She weighs about 400 pounds. But I tell you what, what a great song. Listen to it. Upbeat, make you feel good. About damn time. I recommend it to everybody. And Lizzo, you can have dinner with me at Rayo's anytime. I probably need two chairs, but you're welcome anytime. All right, Lizzo? And I love your song. I love your music. Keep up the upbeating because you make people feel good. Now, let's get on to the national stage. All of a sudden, Schmuckenberg, Zucker. Zuckerberg actually admitted that the FBI actually reached out to them saying there was going to be information coming that was going to be fake information. You know what the fake information was? And, I, you know, it's all about one thing. It's about what people are listening to. 
We all know about how the news media has gone full throttle against anything that has to do with Trump or anything that has to do with the election. And, uh, you know, we don't want to say it was stolen. I don't like to say that. You know, it's just when you take and you selectively give news without giving all the facts, to me, it's very suspect to me. And we know Zuckerberg put in almost a half a billion dollars into his Facebook, and it wasn't for Donald Trump. It was against Donald Trump. We know how this controls our election. We know there was no Russian collusion in there. We learned it. Then we also learned my friends in the FBI, my dear friend in the FBI was a guy named James Fox, Jim Fox. He was the assistant director of the New York office of the FBI. God rest his soul. I used to go out to dinner with him and Ray Kelly, and Jim Fox was the consummate FBI he was the head of the New York office of the FBI. He's these, I was the assistant director of the FBI, and he was a dear friend of mine. He could be, he should be turning over his grave because the FBI today, not the men and women who are on the ground. I'm talking about the political aspect of the FBI. How dare you use the FBI for political gain? This to me is such an kills me that the FBI, the greatest law enforcement institution in our country, is being used like this. And it it sucks. It should be investigated. And I tell you what, I pray to God that we're able to at least take the House back in November. Don't get cockatacious there, Republicans. It ain't all about Republicans. It's about all people, Republicans and Democrats, that believe in America, believe in our rights. We have a right. Now, all of a sudden, you're mobilizing 87,000 IRS agents to investigate if that $50 I spent for entertainment is right or wrong. And if you saw them coming into the IRS headquarters to get the jobs, it looked like the scene from friggin' Star Wars. These guys here want to be cops. Now they're walking around. They're going to get guns. Oh, they'll have a badge. That badge will be out on their belt. Now they're going to be intimidating the crap out of middle American people are trying to make it for their families. Now we got 87,000 coming. Why don't we use those 87,000 to protect our schools if we're so frightened about our students? Why don't we use some of those 87 billion Dollars of that's going to be given to the IRS. Let's use them to enforce our border. We can, we have a border that's down on the Rio Grande down there across our southern border, and people are just flowing through. I think we caught two million, but how about the other two million we didn't caught, catch? We don't even know who's in our country. Then this poor guy Jokovic or whatever he is, Daskovic from Serbia, wherever the hell he's from. This poor guy is a professional tennis player, one of the best in the world. Yo, you can't come unless you get vaccinated. Well, how many of the people coming into our country are vaccinated? They're putting them on airplanes. They don't even have to show an ID. I got to show an ID. The last time I got strip searched, the guy grabbed my ball bag. Yes, yes, he grabbed my testicles. And I'm saying, hey, guy, take it easy with me. He has medals going on. Yeah, I said, yeah, I got metal in my leg. When I broke it, I got a plate. Why are you grabbing my testicles? But I'm an American my whole life, and I get treated like a third-class citizen. But the illegals, 
The illegal criminals could come right in. What diseases do they have? Let's think about that. We don't know. And all our governess, snaggletooth Empress Ming, all she cares about is our friend DeSantis from Florida, a guy that's doing a damn good job, a guy who's one of a great Americans, a veteran, somebody that I really love and I wish to God. And I say it all the time. I know my Trump friends are going to get pissed off. I pray to God that Donald Trump would just step back and say, you know what? I think we should be electing a, a president that is for all the people, all the good people, Republican, Democrat, and back off. Show that you care about this country. Don't give me your narcissist all about you bullcrap, Donald Back out, let DeSantis run, and stop the crap already. Because you know why? They're going to indict you. I promise you. They're going to indict you on some crap that they found. And if I look deep enough in anybody, you're going to find something. And we know damn well the jury, remember the juries in Washington, D.C.? That's where you're going to be indicted. That's like Stevie Wonder juries. I'm sorry, Stevie. I know you personally. I take that back. What I'm trying to say is these juries are such corrupt there. Remember the guy who was caught perjuring himself to the FBI. He went to trial. They go, acquitted. There was more evidence against him than anything. If Donald Trump is indicted and they try him in Washington, he will be convicted. And you know what? All these funny clowns, including my friend Meathead that I know, call, uh, Rob Reiner, oh, they will get a thrill to see Donald Trump in handcuffs. That's all they care about. And this, when I hear about this January 6th with these people, being held in solitary confinement. I get guys killing three, four people. I can't even get bail. You got people that showed up there to demonstrate whatever they tried to do in there. They didn't kill anybody. They didn't shoot anybody. If anything, that poor woman got shot in the head. And that punk cop, that punk, he didn't have to kill her. That was murder. Okay, punk? Yeah. And if I show you, I'll tell you your face. You're no cop. You're a punk. You shot an unarmed lady. Why don't you try pushing her out of the way, punk? Or she had an AR-15 in her hand? Maybe I didn't see that. And now they gave him a big medal. And he goes there and he testifies. <laughs> I, fell, I fell for my life. Man up, you punk. You shouldn't be a capital policeman. All right? Stop it. And all these people, I think 150 people, are in jail with no bail. And I got murderers all over here. We got murderers in every one of our cities. We can't even hold them in bail. And these morons are holding these people. Oh, look at I was 1 million percent against those people going into my capital. That's my house, too. But let's put it in perspective, okay? Nobody puts in perspective the whole summer of 2020, people being murdered, people being assaulted, robbed, Austin taking over federal courthouse riots. They weren't demonstrations. Black Lives Matter, you phony group of garbage. They weren't demonstrations. They were all out riots. Not one of them tried these punks that were rioting, burning things, assaulting cops, arson, everything in the world, robbing every store. Why weren't they? prosecute it. No, we can't do that. We can only prosecute the people that went into the Capitol. We can't prosecute rioters assaulting, arson, robbery, beating people up, cops being assaulted. Something is wrong with that picture. Something is wrong with that picture. Now, you know what? Again, I love my podcast, and I have to apologize for my anger, but I love this country. I love this city. I love this state. People, tell other people, please, 
Lee Zeldin could be the, our Waterloo. I don't care if you believe in and that crap about supporting Trump. I don't support Trump on everything at all. I supported him on his policies, but now's the time to show everyone. Lee, you got to say you want to be the governor for all New Yorkers, not damn Republicans, not damn Democrats, not damn independents, for all the people that have one thing in common. We're afraid. We're living in fear. And it's only getting worse. Like I told you, Houston, Texas, Texas, one of the great states, and they're having the same problem with these liberal judges caring about the criminal murderers, caring about the criminals carrying guns. And all of a sudden, nobody, I worry about victims. When I was a cop and a detective, I used to protect witnesses. I had to put witnesses in hotels in Staten Island on some of my cases. They were being threatened. I said, don't worry, I'll protect you. I actually, and I'll say it, I didn't kill nobody, remember. I actually went after a gang once that was this, was terrorizing this family. And I got to admit it, I did open-handedly slap that living crap out of company's gang members. And today, I would be in handcuffs and I'd be in jail. And you know I would. But again, I apologize for my anger and for my language. But I want everyone to understand we all must band together. And we have to start by electing Lee Zellin and also on Election Day. Please vote for the candidates, whether it's a Republican or a Democrat, moderate people that are going to change the course of this country and protect the victims and stop worrying about the damn criminals. Signing off. See you next week. Thank you. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.